when I was coming up with what I was going to be teaching about today, I started praying about it several weeks ago. It takes me forever to get my lessons together. I'll get better at that. But anyway, um, so I was praying and asking the Lord what he wanted me to speak on, and I was dealing in an area of my life struggling with confidence. And I thought, oh, well, that might be a good one, but I kept praying about it, and I was like, Lord, I don't know if that's what you want me to teach on or not, but just let me know. I'd appreciate it if you let me know really soon. And um, then I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about something different, but they confided in me that there was an area in their life that they were really struggling with, with confidence also. And I thought, wow, so it's not just me. And um, then there are some other people that I know who are dealing with that also, and I thought, okay, Lord, I, I think this is what you want me to teach on. And... Um, So I started listening to some sermons and things on confidence, and it was funny. One of the pastors that I listened to, he said that at the end of one of his sermons one day, the Lord told him to do an altar call for his staff. And he was like, what? You mean some of my staff aren't saved? And um, But the Lord said, no, have an altar call for your staff. For those who are having a crisis and confidence. And he was like, wow. And he thought, okay, well, maybe three will come forward. He didn't expect a big number. But over half of the people in his staff came forward and came to the stage. And that was a real eye-opener for him. But he admitted that he had struggled with that a lot himself. But So I just want to open us in prayer real quick because (laughs) I'm sure at some point in your life you have dealt with that if you're not dealing with it right now. And so I hope that some of the things we talk about today will, um, will help change that in our lives. So we'll just open in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for this message that you've given me. I thank you, God, that you are restoring my confidence. I thank you that my confidence is found in you. And, Father, I pray that you would restore any bit of confidence that's lacking in every single person that hears my voice. Father, I pray that as I speak that your heart will come through. And, Lord, we just love you. We thank you that we are no longer slaves of fear. And we can come to you as confident sons and daughters. We want to be confident daughters, Father. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so when I started, I decided, okay, I'm going to do this on confidence. And so I started looking up scriptures that talked about confidence in the Bible. And most of them were talking about confidence and confidence in Christ and all of that. But I was thinking more in my head about self-confidence. So I looked up self-confidence, and only one scripture came up. And it was Nehemiah 6.16, and we'll put it up. And um, I first read it in the NIV, and it said, When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. And so I thought, okay. So I hit 
on confidence because I wanted to see, okay, what does confidence mean? And I hit it, and it came up and said that it meant I, E-Y-E, I. And I was like, what? I, I hit the wrong word. So I went back, and I clicked on confidence again, and same thing. It said I. And me being a little slow, sometimes I was like, okay, that still can't be right. And I did it again, and it said I again. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to look it up in a different version. So then I read it in the New King James Version, Nehemiah 6.16, and it said, And it happened when all our enemies heard of it, and all of the nations around us saw these things, they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. So then it started to click with me. And I was like, okay, so our self-confidence is how we see ourselves with our eyes. And how we see ourselves comes from what we think about ourselves. And what we think about ourselves is a lot of times determined by whose voice we're hearing and who we're listening to. So we need to make sure that we see ourselves with the eyes that God sees us with, and we need to make sure that we're listening to his voice and not any other voice, okay? So sometimes we lose our self-confidence because maybe we feel like we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not talented enough, we don't know the right people, we don't drive the right car. Or maybe we did too many bad things in our past, and the enemy just wants to keep replaying and replaying and replaying those things in your head so that you don't forget them. Remember what you did before? That's all you're ever going to be. Remember those bad things you used to do? You're not going to be forgiven of those. Okay, that's the kind of thing that he wants to have replaying in our head. That's not truth. John 8:44 says, that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. There's no good in him and there's no truth in him. So if you're hearing anything in your head, anything in your ears that makes you feel bad about yourself or that condemns you or that keeps reminding you of your past poor decisions that you made, or tries to tell you that you can't do something that you feel like the Lord wants you to do, then you know that that's not coming from God. And if the devil's a liar, then the opposite of that is truth, right? So if he's telling you that you're not good enough, then you can go in here and, oh, well, that's making me feel bad about myself. So I know that's coming from the devil. So if I just reverse that and say the opposite of it, I am good enough. We just need to keep thinking of it that way. Because God doesn't keep looking at your past mistakes. He forgives you of that. He wipes your slate clean. He doesn't even think about that when he looks at you. He sees you as amazingly clean. He doesn't remember those things anymore. He sees you perfect in his image. And you have all the power of heaven at your disposal. 
So Romans 11.29 tells us that God has given us gifts and callings and that they are without repentance. And he has things that he wants you to do that the enemy doesn't want you to do. And since he can't take your calling away, he can't take God's calling for you away. But what he can do is he tries to take your confidence. Because if he can take your confidence away, then he can keep you from functioning in your calling, whatever he has for you to do. So that's why confidence is huge. And we have to really make sure we're listening to the right voice. Joyce Meyer said that a believer without confidence is like a jet without fuel. All that equipment, but no power to get above the circumstance. We have everything that we need through Christ. We just need to see ourselves (laughs) with our eyes the way that Christ sees us. And that comes from spending time in the Word. The more we read our word, the more confidence we have, we'll have. The more we'll begin to see ourselves the way that Christ sees us. So if you don't have a high school or a college diploma or degree, it doesn't matter. Some people feel bad about themselves for that. That does not matter. It doesn't matter at all. Proverbs 18:16 says, A man's gifts make room for him and bring him before great men. God can open doors for you that no man can shut with or without a piece of paper. And I'm not saying, you know, not to get those things. Those things can be great. But if that's what you're putting your trust in, if you're saying I can only be great if I have that piece of paper, that's wrong. Okay, God can make a way for you where there seems to be no way. And we also can't base what we do off of other people's opinions or compare ourselves with others or do anything for the approval of man. Okay? The same people who cheer you today for hitting a home run are going to be the same people that boo you tomorrow when you miss a fly ball. Okay? So we cannot be worrying about what other people think and doing things for people's approval. And you may see someone doing something really great and wonderful as they're walking in their giftings and callings, and you might be trying to be like them or comparing yourself to them. But God may not have given you those same giftings and talents. How are you going to do what they've been called to do? God didn't put that specific thing in you. He's given you something else. He's given you something special and unique for you. I'm talking to myself, too. (laughs) I need to hear it. And so in our friends... People around us should not be our mark that we reach for. They shouldn't be how we measure ourselves. Hey, we look to God. We shouldn't be looking to other people for anything like that. That's not, we don't get our confidence from other people. Our confidence is in Christ. Okay, sometimes we lose our self-confidence because of our physical traits. Okay. You may not like your hair your nose, your skin, your teeth. For me growing up, it was my teeth. My teeth stuck out. I have big teeth. I never liked that. <laughs> so, so that was what I dealt with with my physical stuff when I was growing up. And, um, but we need to make sure that we listen to what God says about us. And, um, and Jeremiah 1.5 
the Lord was talking to Jeremiah, who he was calling to be a prophet to the nations. In Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. And so we can take this and look at it with ourselves, too. So to form. To form means to fashion or to frame. He took his hands and he fashioned you. He made you exactly how he wanted you to look. He gave you the eyes that you have, the eye color, the eye shape. He gave you the skin that you have. He gave you the hair you have. Whether it's curly or straight, it seems like we always want the opposite of what we have. (laughs) But God gave us the hair that we have because he liked it that way. He gave you strengths and talents. And God does not make junk. And God does not make mistakes. He makes masterpieces. He's amazing. You are beautiful and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I looked up fearfully. I was like, that always seemed weird for, to me. You're fearfully made. So I looked it up. And it meant to cause astonishment and awe. To be held in awe. That's what God did when he looked at you. He made you, he formed you, he fashioned you just the way you are. And then he just stood there in awe of you. I want that to sink in. Whatever you look at, whatever you look like, that's how God wanted you to look. You're beautiful. You are beautiful just the way you are. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. Let it sink in. Next, it says he knew you. That means to be acquainted with and understood. He knew you and the assignment that he had for you. He knew the parents you were going to have. He knew the neighborhood you were going to grow up in. He knew the season that you would be born in. He knew the time in history that you'd be born. And you were born, you were born for such a time as this. To be where you are. To be in your workplace. To be in your neighborhood. To be in your church. To be in your small group to be in whatever group you're in, whatever class you're in. He knew you were going to be there. And he has you there. And he understands you. Have you ever just felt like nobody understands me? (laughs) God does. It doesn't matter if nobody else understands you. God does. He gets it. He gets you, and he's there for you, and nothing surprises him, nothing. And it says he consecrated you. He set you apart. 
and he has a job for you. He has something for you specifically. Something that you can do that nobody else can do. He might have you at a place to meet somebody that none, none others could be there for that person. Only you. That's how special you are and how much he thinks of you. And it says he has appointed you. And he may not have appointed you to be a prophet to the nations, but he's appointed you for something. And that means that he's placed in you what you need to fulfill the task that he has for you to do. And so you might just need to do it scared. Okay, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) You just do it scared. He's going to give you and fill you with whatever you need for the task. The task that he has for you, he's going to give you everything that you need. So if anything tries to speak anything negative to you, you need to take that thought captive. You need to remember whose voice you need to listen to. If it's making you feel bad, you know that's not coming from God. If it's building you up, if it's strengthening you, if it's giving you peace, if it's giving you confidence, then you know you're listening to the right voice. Our identity is in Christ, and he's in us, and we're in him. And peace, courage, confidence come from our identity in Christ. We're forgiven, and we're set free. We are forgiven. We're forgiven. It doesn't matter stuff you did 20, 30, 40 years ago. It doesn't matter if it's something you did this morning. You're forgiven, and he loves you, and we are set free in him. So when you become a Christian, you become a daughter of the king of kings. The old you dies, and the new you is resurrected with Christ. And everything that he is and everything that he has, we have access to. Everything. So how can we have low self-confidence if that's the case? (laughs) We need to remember that. Okay, so there was a Roman custom. And when a Roman general defeated his opponent in war, the Senate would arrange a parade for him upon his arrival. And he'd be dressed in very fine clothes, and he'd be put in a magnificent chariot, and it would be pulled by two beautiful white horses. And the defeated general and his underlings who survived would be stripped and bound and chained to the back of the chariot to show the people that they had nothing to fear from the defeated enemy. As they went through the streets, the people would cheer for the winning general, and then they would yell at and humiliate the opponent. They'd insult him and spit on him, throw rocks at him. So applying this to the scenario um, of Christ's victory over the devil at the cross, God put Jesus in the chariot, and he chained the devil and his demons to the back. And they're still there if we understand what the word of God says. Romans 8.1 says that, We are in Christ. So that means that we're in the chariot with Jesus. We need to see ourselves there. 
We need to make sure that we don't allow the enemy to trade places with us. We should not be the ones held captive and in bondage and afraid to do the things that God's called us to do. So do not listen to the voice of the one in chains. He's a liar. He's a liar. We need to listen to the voice of the one who loves you, the one who formed you, the one who knew you, the one who appointed you, the one who has set you free. And we need to remember that any inadequacies that you think you might have had, they're in chains behind us also. Don't let those things come up. Let's keep them where they are. Okay? They're the ones in bondage, (laughs) not us. We're with Christ in the chariot. So I love the voice of truth. It makes us feel so good, and it gives us our confidence. And so I hope that some of those things um, hit home with you today. Um, so I'd like us all to just bow our heads for a minute. So I want you to just picture yourself in the chariot with Christ. Okay, picture yourself there. But like it said in Romans 8.1, it says that we're in Christ. But that is only for people who have accepted Jesus as their Savior and who have allowed him to be Lord of their life. So if you've never taken that step, and if you've never asked Jesus into your heart to help you and to be there for you and to love you, I'd like for you to just raise your hand just right now if you've never done that before. Okay, if you have been dealing with low self-confidence in any area lately, I'd like for you to raise your hand with all eyes closed. Your hands down. Okay, that's a lot of us. (laughs) So we're going to pray. And you can just pray this prayer silently. But Lord, you've seen all the hands that went up just now. Father, we want to be confident daughters coming to you. And Lord, we know now we have some weapons in our arsenal now. God, now we know that when voices try to tell us things that make us feel bad, that tell us we can't do something, that tells us we're not good enough, that tells us we're not pretty enough, 
that tells us we should feel ashamed and guilty all the time. The voices that try to remind us of the things that we've done in the past, the poor decisions we've made, whatever it is. We're not going to listen to those voices anymore, God. We're only going to listen to your voice. Your voice is truth. Your voice is truth. You're a good, good father. You're such a loving father, a loving God. You make a way where there seems to be no way. You've created us in your image. We are beautiful. You formed us. You fashioned us. You made us into who you wanted us to be and what you wanted us to look like. You made us into masterpieces. You've made us beautiful jewels, Father. Lord, you knew us. You know us. You understand us. You're here for us all the time. You've given us gifts and callings that no one can take away. Father, you've given us things to do. You have plans to prosper us and not to harm us. You have plans to give us a hope and a future. And Father, you've given us exactly what we need on the inside in order to fulfill any task that you have for us to do, no matter what it is. And Father, you make a way where there seems to be no way. You open doors for us. You are in us and we are in you and we are victorious, God. So from this day forward, we choose and we make a choice to listen to you and your beautiful voice of truth that tells us we're beautiful, that tells us we're lovely, that tells us we're able, we're worthy, we're qualified. Father, I thank you. I pray that we'd hear your voice to know exactly what it is you want us to do. Each one of us, you have a plan for us. Let us know what those plans are, God. Let us walk in confidence doing those things that you have for us to do. Thank you that we are world changers. We thank you, Father, that we are daughters of the King of Kings. And we just love you. I thank you that from this day forward, we're going to see women rise in beautiful confidence, Father, that we're not going to be the same. We're starting to walk in a new way, Father, with our heads held higher. And we love you. We thank you so much for this time, God. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.